Echo. 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 Say, they say that you enjoy what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. And to that person, to that person, I say they are a liar. I say they are a liar. Josh, are you okay? Well, Pete. You know I like to drink all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm a big, big coffee boy. I'll get myself a smoothie. You know, I like to drink things a lot. And, uh, you know, friend friend of the show, um, Herbert, I don't remember what we lied about him being on his episode. I think that was before we did that. You know, he moved um, away. No, no, we so... lied about him being in Star Wars. Yeah, that's probably all right. <laughs> he he moved away, so sometimes him and I will cook together over like you know video chat, and he picked the recipe this time, <clears throat> and I bring it up now because I think it's important for inclusion here because you know when you think about your big Star Wars drinks, obviously number one with a bullet is that green milk, no blue milk, blue milk. Oh no, blue milk. Oh no. Bear with me. Number two is the green milk. Number three, obviously, uh, is boba. You know, boba teas, yeah. boba smoothies. And Herbert wanted to make some some boba smoothie thing, avocado smoothie with boba bubbles. Boba um, bubbles. And just like an avocado smoothie. And um, apparently, though, mostly what that is, both the bubbles, the boba bubbles. Boba R's. bubbles. And the and the avocado smoothies mostly is just um just sugar, just sugar, <laughs> sugar, sugar. It's like sugar mm-hmm. and then condensed milk, which apparently is also that's just milk from a sugar cow. Um, and so I pounded that bad boy pretty good, and um, I wish I was dead. <clears throat> yeah, that um... boba, I got the wrong thing for the bubble bubbles. Ugh. I've never seen so much brown sugar in my whole life. Now it's all inside my stomach. Did you use all the brown sugar, or do you also now have so much brown sugar that you have to incorporate it into things? I can't see, so I can't tell. Book of Boba Fett is my stomach right now. Thank you very much. Book of Boba uh, Fett. Y- you need to save the content for later. <sighs> So that's where I'm at right now. <clears throat> and I thought, well, nothing I'm going to do while I feel like this is going to be enjoyable. So I may as well double up and do the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's definitely a great idea mm-hmm. is as a lift me up is like, uh, why don't I, I have all this misery yeah. right now. Why don't I drag Pete into this so he has to experience mm. my misery with me? Yeah. Misery loves yeah. company. Yeah, it's payback. Pay- payback for... Mm, okay. <laughs> big announcement, everybody. Big, <laughs> big announcement. Um, there's going to be a big announcement coming on the pod soon. Big, I big know. announcement. Big news. Big life-changing news that's happening oh, on the yeah. pod soon it's it's not happening this week i'll tell you that much 
Um, maybe it's I don't know when it's going to happen because it's not really in Josh's control. But that's pretty pretty in my control. If it's what I'm thinking about, I, uh, it is exactly what you're thinking about. Yeah, but I'm control. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the other inter- uh, the other invested party to publicly announce so that we can talk about oh, the new project yeah. coming out. Sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, Josh does have permission to release this as well, part of Poboy's LLC. There's a lot However, of NDAs involved, and anyone who signed an NDA but is also in a position of power. Yeah, I'm unlimited power. But you know, it's it's like you know, think of it like okay, yeah, I'm sure Dave Filoni signed an NDA about Mandalorian season three, right? But it's like it's Dave Filoni, like we can do to Dave Filoni, right? So it's sort of one of those positions where it's like, yeah, I mean, definitely, but you know, it's it's like this 0.001 percent chance the NDA will get you know all, all all tangled up and it'd be a pain in the butt. So it's not uh, it's not worth all all that all that. Um, I do have another announcement to make, though, um, of significant, um, equal significance, which is I read the second volume of the current Darth Vader comic book mm-hmm. by Greg Pak. Uh, it's called Into the Storm. This is the, right? Or Into the Fire? I don't remember. And it's upstairs. I'm not going up there. Anyway, I read some new Star Wars comic this week. One. One. The new volume of Darth Vader. Um and I think I spoke within the last few months. I had read the second volume of the post Empire Strikes Back Star Wars book. Uh, I really did not care for it. Um, I kind of actively disliked it, uh, which is just my <laughs> own taste. I mean, it's yeah, you know, burning bridges. It's just my own taste. Classic um, Josh burning bridges. Yep, yep. You know me. Uh, and it really kind of turned me off to Star Wars comics. And then since then, though, I went back and reread a whole lot of Star Wars comics that Marvel published when they first got the rights back, which is all the books that took place right after A New Hope. So that was kind of the first wave of Star Wars books. And I reread all Mm -hmm. of Jason Aaron's Star Wars, and I reread all of Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader. And it got me very much reinvested. And I got got that big, giant Dr. Aphra book. I'm going to make my way through that, because I never actually finished the first volume of that. So that'll be cool. But anyway, so that got me, like, excited. And I did enjoy the first volume of, of Greg Pak's Darth Vader well enough. So I did pick up the second volume, and uh, without giving anything away, I'll say that I had seen stuff over the course of the last few months as the issues came out individually that seemed to pretty heavily imply that it was going to tie into Rise of Skywalker, which I hate. But, you know, it's cool that I still I still enjoy, um, you know, the corners of the galaxy touching back on each other. So this idea of like an Empire Strikes Back story touching on rise of skywalkers that's exciting to me you know one big universe one big timeline one big story one big uh, family yeah la familia and so i read that <laughs> um and i'll say it was you know it was okay it was okay it was it's it was all right it was all right so that's my review on that and i bring up that book to bring up another book which is to say um i was sitting around probably thursday late thursday afternoon last week Mm -hmm. and i was looking through see like oh what's going on in the world star wars and i realized that the newest high republic book is out the one by kevin scott is it into nope for every time into the storm no out of the dark no into the shadows out of the shadows rising storm boom rising storm is out by kevin scott and i saw that and i thought 
Oh man, I really don't want to read a freaking Star Wars book right now. And then I well, thought, well, Josh, Josh, if I could interject thought, for a second, if I could interject I thought, for a second, though, okay. And then I thought, we're gonna read a Star Wars book. Oh wait, I have a Star Wars podcast, don't I? And then I remembered I had to post the episode. So that's how last week's episode came to be on the internet for everyone to listen to. Was it was it a late episode? I mean, we've no. had a few late episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was a late episode, so I didn't think there was a story attached to it. <clears throat> no. But that's how every facet of life is, listener. Mm-hmm. I say listener instead of listeners. <laughs> getting, getting there. <laughs> Had to look at the um, stats to log in today. So. Well, we just, we also haven't, I, and it's on me for not pushing social media. Um, now that we have this yeah, big, big you. announcement. Now that we have this big, big announcement. Um, I'll post that poll next to Josh. Just stay in one place when you're recording, please. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually started reading The Rising Storm, which is mm-hmm. this. I mean, High Republic is you know it's adult novels, young adult novels, middle grade novels, comics. Yeah. Um, we we have covered The Light of the Jedi, which is the the um first book in the series. Yeah. And then we were very bored and we covered Into the Dark. <laughs> Which we did that. We did Into the Dark in one episode, right? Because we ended up yes. doing three episodes on the first because it was split into three parts. So right now, and I, I should say, I'm going to read Rising Storm. I intend, I, I do intend to read it. It was just at the, at that moment. I know stuff I wanted to read. And, you know, um, I think I've been pretty open that like books aren't my favorite Star Wars. Uh, but I, you know, I've, I've liked it so far and I am going to read it and, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. It'll probably end up being what we do when Bad Batch finishes up. Um, yeah. So do you, because you're already reading it, is it split mm-hmm. up into parts also? Do you know? No, no, it's not. It's Oh, it's... good Lord. No, no, no. But here, here's the thing though is um, it, the pace of it is so much faster. So it is, and I I enjoyed Leia the Jedi. Um, even though it was like you know here are seventy Jedi, um, and we're gonna talk about like forty of them. Yeah. Um, so that first book outlines you know like here are these council members, here are these masters, here are these apprentices. Yeah, it's got a um, lot of legwork to do. It has to establish a lot. Yeah. So it takes a third of them. So it's still way too many Jedi that mm-hmm, it needs. Mm-hmm. But and that's, that's um, coming from Pete. Yeah, that's coming from me. The Jedi quota boy. And I'm like, we need more Jedi. That's one of my first comments is, you know what would be solved instead of this assistant in this? Uh, throw a Jedi assistant. Um, there was <clears> that. And then at one point, um, I was back in my hometown of Pennsylvania and the power went out. And I was reading this book and I realized Josh is going to be so frustrated because they just add more aliens. Good, and good, good. Um, I didn't know their names. And I am very, very good at Star Wars. I know what mm-hmm. a Nemoidian is. All right. Mm-hmm. And I also was able to recognize the dragon one um, and Togruta, which is Ahsoka. Yeah, I know um, Togruta. Takruta. So I'm a person I know I know these these aliens, but I at various points, like one of the aliens, not to be too spoilery, is you see an insect alien from the Cantina scene. They they uh-huh. do a little deep dive of one of the insect aliens from the Cantina scene. I did not know that it was called a Cyclorian. Um 
and I did not know that until the power came back on and I was able to look it up. So <laughs> it is it, it they they do um Kevin Scott does a good <clears throat> job of incorporating aliens, but for the life of me, I looked that up and I'm like, that's what that is. And I'm like, okay, cool. Hmm. Uh, but I am excited for us to cover it. It's 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 I've enjoyed I thought um into the dark was better than light of the Jedi. I don't know if we agreed on that. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I've enjoyed both of the books and I, I would say that this is higher up on my list, higher up on my list. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's still pretty big. I think that into the dark, it was such a smaller story so that you were more connected to the characters than mm-hmm. light of the Jedi. Um, and rising storm is a big book. It It's, um, you know, something that's not in the same scope as into the dark, but I'm looking forward to finishing it and us covering an episode on it. Yeah. So let's see, this is episode 10 that we're talking about now. So that's like six more weeks we have of this for me to read that book. I just got a bunch of new books. I just got a bunch of new books. I want to read them. Uh, Wait, the, the, the season, season one's 14 episodes, isn't it? Or is it 16? Are you kidding me? Why would be? Are you out of your mind? Um, well, I actually have a, I have a reason for that. Um, that I'm asking is because they have released the title for the next four episodes, and mm-hmm. one of them is making my blood boil. Um, I it has seen to do, this. It has to do with Ryloth. So hell some, yeah! <laughs> so at some point, the Bad Batch is going to Ryloth. Oh, and you know, Champson Dula is going to be there. I might skip the episode. I might, <laughs> I, I might skip watching it and just provide my feedback. Like, oh, but yeah. some dumb Ryloth guy comes up and goes oh, like, oh, let me let me guess. Hera's like, I want to join you guys, Bad Batch, and then they're like, <laughs> no, we already got one girl, and it's like, oh no, and then they look at that ship and it's like, ooh, spooky, like a ghost, and then Hera's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, oh boy i'm still gonna watch uh, i don't it. know i don't have your ryloth aversion but i really don't care much for champs and doula um i don't i would like to see um there's the sister that's like equal age <clears throat> to, to Hera that stays with cham that right, would be not her sister though not her sister okay no, not her sister i don't and i named i specifically name dropped that character in a previous Numa. episode now i can't there you go there you go yeah, Numa from. But she would uh, still be. She'd be still be very young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and Hera would also be. I I don't know. She'd also be around. She'd be older than Numa, I would think. Um, yeah, because then when you get into aliens, it's like they don't. I feel like it's just like what what age does it suit the story to decide? This oh, Ahsoka. Is? Ahsoka is the prime example of that because yeah. you have. Ahsoka as she is now, Ahsoka from Rebels, and then you have the Mortis arc, where it's like, right? How old is how old is that right. Ahsoka? To be fair, though, that's you know, forcey warcy stuff. You um, know. true. I mean, Ray's Ray's not never going to age into having shark teeth, probably. Well, not with that attitude. That's true. That's true. Um. Yeah, Ryloth, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Um, so, Josh, did you ask news before we get into the episode this week? Did you have a chance to look at that article I sent you? No, I think I, I think I've seen 
references to it on websites, like kind of clickbaity, like, oh, yeah, this person said this type of, of things. Okay. But no, I did not read it. Okay. So I was busy um, drinking and... boba tea and wishing I was dead. So in in two in two p- classic Echo Boy Poboy fashion, um, we are covering this after um, we're covering it late, and we're covering it after the re- the point of the release, which um, this is I think part of like Pride Month and Star Wars wanting to like relate itself as you know being a more open and inclusive um, storyline for other voices other than. Um, heterosexual voices mm-hmm. which it it is you know we've talked about this a, a few times they are doing it you know they've introduced multiple gay characters but it's like it's one of the stars in a book that you know isn't going to mm-hmm. be a tv show and it's um you know two characters kissing in a celebration at the end of episode nine that haven't really been named yeah um so this is the news is um, they, they did a little brief interview with Leslie Headland. Headland. Uh, I apologize if I mispronounced it. Um, there's an article on Q Voice News that just interviews her and asking, like, what is she what is she bringing to Star Wars? What's she excited um, for um, Star Wars fans out there that aren't aware of who she is? Um, she is a showrunner for the show Russian <laughs> Dolls on Netflix that I have Singular not seen. Doll. Russian doll. I haven't seen it, but it's um, gotten a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. And she is the showrunner for The Acolyte, which right. is a live action um, TV show. And it's the only, thus far, High Republic show that has been confirmed. Right. Which, and is, it's, which is big. And it's the end of The High Republic. <laughs> it's the end of The High Republic. And then this article, um, and it's on Q Voice News. Um, titled "The Acolyte Showrunner Leslie Heedlin Talks Star Wars." I'll I'll actually put in the description. Thing. Um, um, she talks about how it's going to be a queer focused character, and also ooh. it's going to be female led. Which that that part nice. is the is the thing that gets me is if that's if that's the case because we don't really know what the the end of the High Republic is. I mean, maybe a better Star Wars podcast does. But you think um, the end of the High Republic is like Plagueis um, and um, Palpatine. I don't know Palpatine, but I don't even know who's before Plagueis. I think Plagueis. Oh yeah, I don't know. Plagueis is clearly a male character, um, and then you go into Palpatine. So, mm-hmm. are these going to be like? Is this Plagueis's master? Are these people that are going to have a larger connection or is it just um, similar to they've introduced different, you know, force users like you have the um, the night sisters who are, you know, dark force users, but they're not Sith. Um, Right. Or one of these freaking jabronis in the arena at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's definitely super interesting. The we I, I, at, at various points they've said that it is going to be at the end of the High Republic. So it's not these are like they're not like having it be at the start and with all these stories that they're doing. But um, the interview is really good. Um, that was in it, and she also posted how 
she's going to bring in her experience um, similar to she had this really great quote that the, Skywalker, the New Hope Skywalker story could easily be a boy that doesn't want to work at his dad's car shop anymore and is looking for that next big thing. And she was able to kind of like dumb down and kind of simplify the story of New Hope so succinctly. I, I, I really, I, it really got me excited about her being the showrunner. So, um, it, it's a great article. I would, I would definitely encourage you to check it out. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think we've talked in the past about how a lot of Star Wars storytelling, um, particularly post, well, within our lifetime, quite frankly most of it has had this sort of ticking clock at the end of it. You know, the prequels were all, you know, through our childhood is what we got, but all the prequels were like, well, we know, we know a lot about where this is going. Like, so there's always hanging over our head. was like, well, Darth Vader. Right. And then after the prequels, you get clone wars and the thing hanging over clone wars is like, right. But order 66, you know, in rebels, it's like, right. But Death Star and, and you, you know, original trilogy. And so, you know, the sequel trilogy uh, that was obviously freed from that. And we didn't have something, you know, the future was, was limitless, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and then when they announced high Republic, they really talked about like, Oh, this is an era where we're, we're far enough in the past that we're really free to open it up and explore. But now with this acolyte show, it sounds like there's potential for kind of another ticking clock thing to sort of be happening. Cause it's like, this is the, this is the end of that era. And so I'm curious when that show comes out, will it feel like, Oh, now there's like a pull on all these high Republic books. Like there's this point that now we know they're heading to, or cause it could be, you know, it could be a very small scale show maybe. And it's not like, Oh, galactic implications. And you know, but I'll be, I'll be very curious how it ties into high Republic and what kind of shadow it casts over those books. Yeah. And also, I mean, this wouldn't be the first story. Um, this wouldn't be the first story that limits its scope that's not, you know, a big galactic story. I mean, you could argue that like rebels, um, doesn't really lead to the larger story itself of the trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, resistance for sure. Doesn't, um, even though we're big resistance people. So they definitely have the ability to tell a specific story that doesn't have to be like, Oh, this is Plagueis's person or like, Oh, this is Palpatine's mom. Right. Which is how we get to Palpatine, you know, having all these issues. Mom. <laughs> um, yeah, Palpa- Palpa- Mama Palpatine. <laughs> I am excited um, to hear that it's going to be female focused because my look, I hate I, and I queer hate focused. I hate Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I, I'm obviously excited about being queer focused as well, but the female in particular makes me excited for one reason, which is that I truly. I hate Palpatine. When I was a kid, I hated Palpatine. Prequels, I hate Palpatine. I hate Palpatine. I don't find him compelling. I don't find him interesting. I hate him. And I was convinced, and quite frankly, part of me is still convinced, that this acolyte thing is just going to be like, just kidding, it's young Palpatine. So, because, <laughs> I mean, Palpatine could be gay. We have no idea. But we do know, I'm pretty well, sure he's a woman. Palpatine. Or not Palpatine. a woman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's, I'm pretty sure his pronouns are he, him. I can't remember. Uh, so 
seems like they're with with that tidbit of information seems like they're like not going to be the adventures of young palpatine but honestly maybe the adventures of young palpatine would be cool and i would like it i don't know but i'm good on palpatine i'm fresh out of my palpatine quota so female-led queer-led sounds great don't need any palpatine thank you but go with god you know yeah, and also it could be like, oh, Palpatine's, you know, who was Palpatine's wife and oh, how Palpatine God, had those kids. Oh, I don't want to know who Palpatine's wife is. Well, Palpatine's wife is Omega, which ah! uh, is such a is such a worse you? is such a worse take than Omega has for sensitivity. It's <laughs> probably one of the worst takes of all time. And I'm oh, not yeah, going to look yeah, into yeah. the timeline for whether or not that's true. Um, yeah, so that all um, just wanted to throw that on your radar, um, Poe heads, Echo heads. I'm sure we're going to get some information out there for sure. I mean, it probably will start shooting late 2022 and then be a 2023 show if if mm. she's already kind of doing some public. Um, um, because we have um andor coming out next year obi-wan coming out next year and then mandalorian season the mandalorian season three slash book of boba if they are the same or separate sounds i mean um pedro pascal's out here you know on his on in all his photos for shooting the last of us right now so <laughs> i think book above that and mandalorian season three are, are going to be different for sure i don't think season three of mandalorian is going to be getting there this year mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. so let's get into this week's episode which is common ground um it's episode 10 season one um common ground and i guess Yes, there was common ground in this episode. So they get they, an A plus for that. In this week's episode, at, A plus. At at various points they were on the ground and it was a con I I, it, I will it looked, say it did not look rare to me. It did not look like rare earth to me. It looked pretty well, common. At, so at certain points I was like, if I were to watch episode one of Clone Wars and then this, I'd be like, How is this the same series? Oh, they went bananas this episode. That the set, that whole city block, that was crazy. That was, I mean, well, and the forest outside the city too. Yep, mm-hmm. it was like this isn't your normal Clone Wars. No, well, and I mean, fans. even compared to you know episodes of Rebels, I mean, I don't, that yeah, that that those sets were were very impressive, very impressive. Yeah, uh, and sure. and not to mention the you know the ATTE walkers those are, those are certainly they did not skimp on the details there. Yeah. Um no, they I mean the premise of it if they didn't have that level of nuance could have fallen flat. Like if you had told me with the graphics from like first two seasons or three seasons of Clone Wars, I mean they basically took one of the same premises of um Kill El Mundi with his walkers. Yeah, Kill El Mundi. On, um, on 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 Geonosis, right? That was the last time we really saw a big um, use of those walkers, and yeah, they kind of right. They they took that and they utilized something that was you know one of the coolest um, pieces from Episode Two. 
you know, Attack of the Clones, and really, you know, brought it out for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we, we've kind of talked about every episode of the show seems to kind of touch back to a Clone Wars episode. They really are kind of making this a direct sequel to Clone Wars. And this one, I guess, I don't, I don't think it was the same planet, but it does seem to have a lot, uh, a lot of threads going back to what is it? Heroes on both sides, I think, and the pursuit of peace. It was like it's two episodes in like season three that were like so so boring. Where Pat oh, with Lux Bonteri, yeah, Lux Bonteri's mom, uh, whoever Bonteri, Senator Bonteri. She she from was the... from. They were from Onderon. <clears throat> I think no, the Onderon, no, the Onderon arc is is um, Sagarera, but that those arcs, you know, were also kind of like about humanizing the separatists, and it's sort of you know seeing that the separatists are maybe being manipulated by Count Dooku the same way that the the Galactic. No, 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 I was, I was right. Yeah, are you Bonteri's? Bonteri's were Onderons. Um, uh, but yeah, and I when, the planet they go to is Onderon in those episodes. The planet, in, the, in the episode, the, the planet they're on is not Onderon. They're on a, a separate planet. Yeah. Um, but he was he was he was on Onderon because he wow. w- had been overthrown. Um, well, this is Raxus, which is right. um, the center of the Confederate the Confederate um, systems. Mm-hmm. It's really not referenced um i'm sure it is and yeah a name like that would stick out yeah raxus um remember that and it also would if if it was the center and this is like a small criticism you'd think it'd be over policed i didn't think there was enough police if it was literally like when you take over a capital you like throw everything at it and it's not like i felt like this was like a lethal planet it was like, mm-hmm. oh, we got some dopey stormtroopers, um, and that's pretty much it. And you know, we can kind of move on from there. Um, mm-hmm. Not like the center of the opposing side that this you know massive war had just been fought um, mm-hmm. against. Yeah, definitely. So, so it seems, yeah, th- those those were the those two episodes of season three were the ones that kind of tied back to, and it not as directly. Like I don't, there's no bond carries in this. But it, it seemed to similarly have sort of the purpose of being like, hey, the Confederacy of Independent Systems is also made up of like all of these boring politicians and stuff who are interested in more than just evil, you know, and I think it's easy to see like battle droids and just be like, oh, yeah, bad guys, force of antagonism. But I think in Clone Wars, George Lucas tried to make a point of like. No, you know, there's, there's heroes on both sides, and 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 it was also people can to be make doing a... the wrong thing for the right reasons, or vice versa, and stuff like that. <clears throat> well, it, it also provided some explanation to that terrible line in Episode Three, where that Nemoidian is like, "We just wanted peace. We just wanted peace," and it's like nobody believes that based off of Episode One oh, and yeah, Episode he just Two. Wanted peace because he was losing. Yeah. It's like I um how how can I not get destroyed? Uh peace, nope. peace, peace. And and he was gone. There's no nope. way he was making it off off that platform. Neither nope. was Anakin, if we're gonna do some spoilers, but you know. <laughs> um this this fellow with his hat and his little monocle. At first I got very excited. Oh, the um KFC guy? 
Sure. Colonel. Sure. He, Senator Colonel. There is similarly um, a, a gentleman with a monocle in the aforementioned Kieran Gillen Darth Vader comic. Uh, who same, is same guy? No. No. But he had a monocle uh, and that was all I needed to know. And his name is Inspector Thanos. And he's like... Um, Terrible name. Terrible name, but he's essentially like this Sherlock Holmes type guy who works for the Empire who's entrusted with like, all right, well, your job is to be Darth Vader's babysitter and make sure he's on the up and up. And he's he's a very smart man. And Darth Vader has got some schemes he's trying to, to do. And this guy keeps bumping into him and, and is very smart. And I don't know, it's just a great book. And he's a great character within it. So that got me excited. And then also just, did you get, based on the guy's voice, were you like, oh, they got somebody for this? Or like, I don't know. He sounded in such a way that it was like, this seems like they got somebody for this. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like he was pre- presented, I don't know, very bigly. Um, not off the top of my head. I actually, yeah. I kept getting vibes to like, oh, another big political figure needs to get saved because that was a big part of Rebels. It's like, we got to save the governor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this 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 imperial governor wants to run away. We gotta save her. Mm-hmm. And it's like that that storyline. If it wasn't if it wasn't Senator Colonel, I probably would have been upset. Um, but that those are kind of my thoughts of that. Yeah, yeah. It was I don't know. It was interesting, and it I don't know. It just felt like very uh, it's very sweeping opening sequence there. I mean, I guess the set played a huge part in it, but it just, I mean, it felt very cinematic. It felt very big. I guess, I mean, they're just going for, you know, regality or whatever. Um, They're flexing. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know. And then even the, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're just doing a particularly good job of recording the vocals now. I don't know. But they, the droid as well. I don't know. I don't know why they just leapt out at me as being like, "Oh, these seem like more than day players." For some reason, I don't know. It was, it was a strange feeling I had about it's that. Gonna, it's gonna be really annoying when um, the <clears throat> Star Wars Droids TV show comes out, and then we are like, "Oh, that droid from Star Wars Droids is from this episode of Bad Batch." I'm not gonna enjoy any of that. Like. <laughs> Oh, do you remember this droid from this episode? Oh boy, um, D Squad. Oh, there he is. There he is. Um Slugman. So, so let's let's I don't think we're gonna talk about it that much because the crux of the episode is really on Rexus. Mm-hmm. Um but we do get to, you know, Amiga, she's being benched. She's yep. not happy about it. And I I loved every second of it. I thought that the yep. acting was great. I was like that's exactly what Omega should do. And it was great character development between um, Amiga and Sid. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, yeah, it's, it is just so funny sometimes to, like, I do forget that uh, D. Bradley Baker is the entire Bad Batch. Like, I'll be watching a performance between, you know, Hunter and Omega and be like, oh, they have a connect. Like, the rest of these performances are what, like, Hunter Omega have a connection. The rest of them don't understand. Or like, it's just, but it is like the same guy. It's the same guy mm-hmm. in all those performances. Um, 
I guess it just speaks to the, the nuances he's able to bring to those characters. Well, it, it's so funny you, you say that, too, because I um, at a suggestion that you made um, offhandedly, I've been watching this. I've been listening to this podcast called Dead Eyes, um, which is a headgum podcast recommended but recommended by Judge John Hodgman podcast. Ugh, um, enemy of the show. <laughs> and the whole premise of it is this guy, Connor Ratliff, was um, cast for a role in Band of Brothers, and he went to the show again, and um, he uh, was told by Tom Hanks that he has dead eyes. Um, but he was told like by a third party, like you're not getting the job because Tom Hanks thinks you have dead eyes. And oh my gosh, I've completely forgot the reason I brought this up. Oh, this is so bad. We're so good at podcasting. It'll it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Um, so we're we have the, we about ha performances. <laughs> nope, I completely lost it when you said blood, Judge, Judge John Hodgman. I and I was like, hmm. Sorry, I'll try. We're not that type of podcast. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, so we have this Omega and Sid um, interaction. Um, I think after she gets benched, I've I've pointed out in the last few weeks, I feel like I point out like small animation, like movement animation and how they animate physicality and stuff. Like last week, I talked about Cad Bane kind of awkwardly uh, jetpacking out of his boots with his with his arms tied to his sides and how that looked really good. I, I laughed out loud after Omega got benched and then the next shot is her scrubbing down the bar. But she's just like staring off into space and like barely moving her arm back and forth. It's just she did a so terrible job. Perfectly. But but it I mean it's a performance. The, you know, the animation is is a performance. Like we talk about how great the voice work is, and it is truly fantastic, but there's like a whole other component of that performance, which is just that that teenage apathy was so well animated. Like oh, and it's such a great little visual note yeah I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that i thought they knocked it out of the park there all right so um that actually sparked me for for what i thought about that dead eyes podcast in that in one of the episodes of dead eyes it's one of the last uh, last few they talk about how in casting you'll bring people in and you'll pit these two actors to see what their chemistry is like so they'll have these chemistry reads mm -hmm. and this is a show where you think you know these voice actors have done that when really it's, you know, maybe three actors and then D Bradley Baker is yeah. five or seven of them. Yeah. So that point about chemistry is just so funny that you say that because it's like, there's no difference between <clears throat> tech and echo and Hunter, but you really feel like there is that difference based off of how, um, the actress, the, the actor that plays Omega interacts with, all of those characters mm -hmm. i do i do really like to think though um that d Bradley baker is like a super method guy and that anyone who has to do a chemistry read with him has to do a chemistry read with every member of the bad batch and that they'll bring people in and d Bradley baker will be like he's good with hunter but echo no go their chemistry is bad can't take them can't cast them i'd have to say if that was me, I, it would get old so fast. It'd be like, <laughs> just play, just listen, the scenes Hunter, stop being Wolf. Wolf is not in the series yet. All right. <laughs> Wolf is not going to be in the series. Just stop 
stop, stop. Um, but some people have that patience. I don't have that level of patience at all. Yeah. Um, anything else from the Omega um, component that you want to talk about? I don't think so. I mean, I gen- I, I definitely laughed out loud at that. I feel like there was one other moment that I really cackled at, but I can't quite remember. Although I will say, as long as we're sticking with the Omega side of things, mm-hmm. um, when they get back at the end, uh, and Hunter, Hunter gets like side-checked by Wrecker, he gets the shoulder from him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Um, yeah, it's just it just speaks to I don't know the the different dynamics among that group and yeah you know, I don't know different kinds of parenting I guess where I think Wrecker can more empathize with her on a I don't know fun loving more youthful less world weary level where he's like why aren't you just gonna let Omega have fun God um, but that was that was something that was something I don't think we've seen. Other than um, crosshairs, obviously, we haven't really seen like open insubordination <laughs> to, to Hunter yet. So it's it's telling that that is what can can cause a flare up like that uh, in Wrecker. I hadn't really considered that. the the the, the thing I had been seeing, I've been making a note of is they're really developing Omega's her thing. Mm-hmm. Echo, Echo is the robots. Um, Wreckers got strength, etc. So they, they're they're pushing her as a tactician, but mm-hmm. without an episode of her, you know, outmaneuvering somebody. Yeah. So far, it's just been you know she uses it once in a while, but there hasn't been an episode where it's at the forefront. So I feel like they're setting that up. Um, Let's freaking talk about this game, though. All right. Yeah. They're like, oh, strategy, strategy, but it's just. It's just, just push Smash Brothers. You just push some buttons. It's just like, okay, actually, I'm gonna press mm, these three buttons, and then it kills two guys instead of one because you push three buttons. Like, what's the buttons? Punch, kick, clunk. What's going on here? What's going on here with this game? It's always been so weird to me that this game exists, and yet we've never seen a video game take of it. It's it's one of the weirdest part about Star Wars. Like there is Sabak, there is um not licensed Sabak because yeah. Han Solo card of, games. <laughs> the Han Solo card game, which we covered. But this game, um, there's not a video game of it. Particularly that, that now I know that, like mobile phones are such a presence, it'd be perfect for that. Yeah. I think that I mean, they just don't explain what all the characters PS4. are. Yeah. Or have to write like that's this one is from this planet. Like they, they haven't, they haven't done that or shown any of them. Like mm-hmm. for all we know, all of those are fictional monsters and fictional aliens that don't yep. actually have a spot, which would be a very cool take on it because this is a universe where dragons are real and mm-hmm. they have them. So at any point when you're, you know, showing a monster or something, it's either, a monster alien with dialogue or it's like, you know, the monster of the week, like in Mandalorian when they slaughter them for like five straight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to the scene that tugged at Josh's heartstrings, which mm. is when they're in, Oh, and they broke the base when they're rescuing, um, Senator Colonel Sanders, Mm-hmm. And Hunter is giving directions, and then Hunter misidentifies the robot with Omega because he was so used to having her, and he missed her 
even though he benched her. I thought that I really enjoyed that kind of line of like, she's ingrained in part of the group and he realizes that he also is missing her. Yeah. And then let's get to the part that um, destroyed Peter, which is where at the end, Hunter asks Omega, if she wants to play her fun little game and they have a fun little game that they play together, like, uh, you know, father and kid. Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Just happened last week. Oh boy. Um, I'm too busy. I I don't know why we're not talking more about the main (laughs) siege of it all, I guess, because that's how compelling Omega is. But I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty much a breakout mission, right? There's no, there's no exciting new developments really like it. It never the the separatist republic divide never quite came to a head in a, in any kind of huge way. But it's I'm wondering, do you think um, Senator Colonel, Colonel. is going to be around for another episode? No, interesting. Well, actually, I because at the end of the episode, Sid is talking to Senator Colonel, mm-hmm. or figuring out payment. <laughs> Yeah, probably um, he's not going to be able to pay, and then he's going to have to join the Bad Batch and also work off his debt. Yeah, because the not one episode is called Devil's Deal, and then the episode after that is Rescue on Ryloth. Mm. So Colonel, Colonel, um, Senator Colonel is going to make the Devil's Deal, mm-hmm. and then next episode going to need to be rescued on Ryloth, which is where yeah. you'll um, not have me. Uh, yeah. Because, I no, thought about I'll, doing an episode that's just me. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I have not thought about that mm. just because well, you're not at that level yet. I have a nightmare of speaking into the void and nobody hearing me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't listen. Okay, so <laughs> deep cut, deep cut. <laughs> um, not that's not to say that I didn't enjoy, you know, the Bad Batch proper, you know, infiltrating oh, and yeah, getting no, in. Mm hmm. But it's not it's not it's not like fertile ground for discussion, though. Maybe I didn't rewatch it. So maybe if I had, I would have more. Yeah, I mean, they they basically are able to infiltrate like it's it's what you'd expect the Bad Batch if you had just watched the Clone Wars version of the Bad Batch. So Mm -hmm. like they were methodically able to get in, um, get their, you know, um, their bounty, basically. But in true Bad Batch fashion, something went terribly wrong and it required them to kind of, you know, try and figure that out. I thought the, um, the, the part where they create that wall and they, you know, go through the tunnel system was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also at various points, it shows that whereas the clones have more strategy than droids, bad batch is like 20 he- steps ahead of all of the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, at various points in the series, they're able to kind of out manipulate them, which they should because they're enhanced and they have more self awareness. And they have one extra pair of glasses, and they are m- missing a hand, but that one hand is a screwdriver that can connect yep. into any computer because they also have a computer in Echo. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, they well, we get Doctor Ball. We get Doctor Ball in this episode, the sinister Ball droid with the needle on the end. 
right yeah yeah, yeah. there call back to probably my favorite robot chicken star wars sketch the dr ball sketch Um, well here's something josh so this is the heart of this is the washington dc to just you know um centralize this to american listeners um of it's uh, yeah so don't you think there should be some more of a presence of droids there should be like um personal guard or there should be something that's a little bit more um bigger than like the only thing that's saving Colonel um, Senator Colonel is his trusty droid. Like I thought yeah, it I mean, would be a little does, bit bigger. There does seem to be, cause I mean, droids. Okay, fine. They shut them down. They're going whatever, but there does seem to be no inherent, uh, police force or cause like on Mandalore in the Clone Wars on Mandalore, like Mandalorian, the, the Mandalore has a police force. They look like knights. It's weird, but they're, you know, and we've seen, or, or on Toydaria, we've seen, you know, Toydarian guards and stuff. Yeah, there's none of that here. But I don't know. I mean, I guess they probably shut all that down pretty quick with all these clones and, you know, knew the stakes of, of that area. I don't know. And no sports team, it, it, it would appear. You, you know, you figured they'd be cutting through um, the, uh, the, the, the Verizon Center there or something, but. Hmm. Alas. Oh, I, I thought you were making a pod racers uh, reference, which there are just to cut back to that rising storm book from earlier. There are some aliens that only make references in Star Wars pod racer. So you'll you'll enjoy that. There's a couple right. um, new new um, characters that are aliens that um, I'm sure that you're a big fan of. Perfect. Um, well, we're very low energy on this. But it was, it was a good so episode. Many, I mean, the amount of sugar in this freaking thing that I drank. I mean, I bought this 32 ounce, uh, you know. No, no, Josh, it's not your fault. It's not your that fault. I was going to drink. And then I'm like, I can't drink this. This this boba thing is killing me. I can't even eat dinner. I'm I'm done. I'm no, done. Josh, it's not about that. It's not about that. This is honestly Bad Batch's fault. Oh, sure, because sure. What hot takes are you supposed to have? off of something called common ground. The entire point. point of the episode is mm-hmm. for there to be no yeah, issues. Nothing but, nothing but cold takes. But nothing but cold takes. Mm-hmm. Like, we got cold takes left and right. Like, oh, I enjoyed this part. Oh, I enjoyed this part. But, like, there's nothing for us to riff on because the episode is called Common Ground. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Bad Batch and Star Wars and yeah, Dave? Bad Batch and Star Wars and Dave. Uh, so... Bad Batch, they out of here now? Seems like their debt is paid off. They out of here next week? Well, the episode, and I, I wish I hadn't looked at this up because then I would know that we have a Ryloth episode in two, but the next one's called The Devil's Deal. So mm-hmm. it's it would be very interesting for it to be like Sid, you know, throwing them under the bus, or Sid gets in trouble, and then as she's flailing, they drag her... They, she drags them down too. I think or, that'd be better storytelling. Or or, or crossbones. And cross we hair. crossbones again. Yeah, sure. We got Marvel on the brain. Could it be a deal? Crosshair makes. I don't know. Whoever. We haven't seen crosshairs in a while. I do think this is a recurring segment on the show. The part of the show where I say, okay, now I think we've seen everything from the trailer. But the last time we said that, the one thing I was like, we haven't seen this yet, is the ATTEs that they show in this episode. 
So as far as I know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've seen everything from at least from that first trailer. So, well, this is also who knows new, what next week will bring. Hopefully, this is the also actual new battle. material because mm-hmm. you know, and I've made this criticism um, a few times of you know they're bringing us characters or set pieces and they're just bringing the bad batch to it. So you have Corellia and the Martez sisters mm-hmm. in one episode, or you have, um, you know, cut from cut and run um, and his, and his family from, from an episode. But this is one of the first ones where it's like, there's not a marquee person not a marquee planet, completely new setting. And they're kind of adding to it, which um, I didn't really even realize until just talking now, but I'm I'm definitely here for it. Yeah, I mean, I guess arguably the big callback in this episode is the, the Jarek board or whatever. Yeah, the Jarek board. Oh my gosh, that name had been escaping me. That's great that you that you remembered it. That's what I'm here for. Um, yeah, yeah. So pretty cool app. Um, you know, we talk about you know week to week now. Does this title is this right? Is this accurate title? And they've been doing pretty good lately. But you're telling me the next episode is called Devil's Deal, and I'm thinking, are we finally gonna make the Devil canon in Star Wars? This could be very exciting. I've been wearing my Slayer hat all weekend, so this is big for me. And we also have seen Devil, the Devil Alien before, the Deveronian, the Deveronian. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will accept that as a Devil if they want to do that next week but i will be disappointed yeah well we've also seen a bunch of dolt deveronians but mm-hmm. not all gin are bad not all gin are bad and we'll end with that so okay um if you want to contact us poboys podcast at gmail.com our twitter and instagram is at poboys podcast we also have a merch store which <laughs> might be getting, which might be getting some use at some point, which I think is in our description. Um, honestly, if you're a hipster, buy some merch. Oh, I guarantee sure. you, it is a unique something that's extremely unique. Like there are two mm-hmm. Po Boys coffee mugs in the world. Yep. All right. There's two and, of them, and only one of them basically came with a crack in it. Oh no! <laughs> really? Oh wow! I feel so okay. Off mic, off, off mic, off mic, off mic. <laughs> That's not fair. See ya. Bye. <laughs>